Reality, the podcast. Hello, goblins and ghouls. Happy Halloween. You're listening to Refined Reality, the podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Joe, here with my friend and co-host, Tracy DeCane, a.k.a. Miss Money Queen. Hey, everyone. Happy Halloween and happy full moon. Tonight's a full moon, two full moons in a month. That's pretty creepy. But today on our episode, I thought we could discuss something spooky. Do you believe in ghosts? That's something that a lot of people are probably either on the no or yes scale, but I personally believe I didn't believe in the past. And some might say, nah, doesn't exist. But I guess I'm with those people. Yeah. You believe in ghosts. I do. What? Why? I don't know. It's, I think it's from experiences that I have, not like necessarily like full-blown, okay, I've seen a ghost. I've, I've actually physically seen one. I think more so in the sense that I've had things happen that it's just hard to explain and, and there's no reasoning or reasonable explanation for what happened. So... For example, after my best friend died, I started like hearing music, seeing things that just kind of like I thought was a coincidence at first. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of strange. And then after the more and more it started happening, I'm like, okay, there's something more to this. And I don't know, it it was just the, the weirdest thing because I remember on the day that we held the like the not the ceremony at the church but actually at the funeral home where we had the visitation and we had family come over and friends um to come in and say that you know pay their respects and i remember like there was a whole crew of people like friends that we went to high school with and everything that were there and one of my friends like we were talking about old stories and i was telling a group of my friends um that knew her I kind of was telling like when we were younger, we used to hang out, you know, way back when we were like 10, 11 years old. And back then we wanted to form a band and we wanted to call ourselves T by T. I know how sleazy does that sound and cheap, but it was just something because both our names, my name's Tracy, her name's Tanya. So I don't know. It just kind of clicked. Not that we were any good at singing, mind you, like horrible, but Anyway, I was just telling them that story and how we named ourselves and all like little quirky, funny stories like that. And then after the first visitation, there was a like a lunch period. And then after we came back, one of my friends, Mario, he came up to me and he's like, Tracy, he's like, you'll never guess what. And he had went, I guess, to the coffee shop in town while um, during the break. And while he was getting coffee, there was a truck parked outside and it was written t by t insulation on the side of the truck i'm like holy fuck like are you kidding me like it was just a coincidence that i just told everyone that story and then after he's seen that he even took a picture to show me see the skeptic in me like i'm one of those people that sort of believes that anyone can find meaning yeah in anything 
if you look close enough, you know, like coincidence, what you, I mean, you see a lot of people too, right? Like 11, 11. And if there's, you find a feather on the ground, it's someone's spirit and even different cultures have different things. But like for me, I don't know. I don't know about just ghosts in particular. <sighs> hmm. I mean, I hope that when I die, I don't linger on and become a ghost. Like, I don't know. So you're trying to tell me you've never had like an encounter or an experience or something that happened when you're younger or you didn't dabble into like the, the dark arts or things like that like I did? <laughs> no, no, not the dark arts. <laughs> but really, fortunately, there's not too much death. Like I haven't experienced death really. I mean, I've only lost two family members. And I mean, we had, I don't know, right? Because when I was little and I don't know if it's the child in me because I remember my uncle Gary, we had his ashes okay. in our house. And sometimes I would just feel, I don't know, like spooky or like shivers and, you know, like that's just my dead uncle sitting there it's like a weird concept to grasp because it's like, what's dead? And then it's like, there's a whole person in that jar. How does that person get in that jar? I, it's weird to you think know? about that. Yeah, it's not something that we like to think about. It's, it's just really st- no. Like, it's really strange. And it's a really strange concept. And like I was telling you, I didn't believe in afterlife. I didn't believe in like life after death. I didn't believe in any of that shit. Like I was... In my early 20s, like, fuck the world, like, we're just going to die. Nothing, like, when you're born, you don't remember anything before you're born. When you die, you don't remember anything. Like, it's complete oblivion. But How I think, do we know? I, yeah, it's true. Like, how do we know? There's a lot of theories out there on what happens after life. But for me at the time... Like, people... Yeah. It's like, sorry, like, people will say, oh, um, near-death experience, I saw the light. It's like... Isn't that just your brain glitching because of lack of oxygen or, you know, the trauma that's happening? Because, like, for someone who – I have really bad anxiety. Well, it used to be worse when I was a child. Now I got my handle on it. But I used to hold my – I used to be one of those people who get really nervous and hold their breath. So in high school, like, during exams or whenever I get nervous, I subconsciously hold my breath. And then I would just like pass out. And let me tell you, before you hit the ground, things get pretty light and then really dark. <laughs> I thought the same way you did before. Like I didn't think any of, of it. And I thought that it was all part of like the brain. And when you're dying, it's just your your brain just portraying images and things like that. I don't know. But the thing is that I have a hard time believing though is now that I've heard like a lot of experiences of like near-death experiences. I mean, just my mother alone, she's had those kind of experiences. My mom went through really traumatic like surgeries in her early 20s when she got gastric bypass surgery. And after that, they screwed up in her surgery. Anyway, she, at the end of the day, she ended up with, I think, a tally of like seven or eight surgeries just to fix the initial fuck up on her surgery and she had lost all her hair all her teeth she went down you know from over 300 pounds to under 100 pounds like 80 pounds soaking wet because she was not keeping anything in 
um, the surgery had just like they had butchered her and you know stapled organs together and she wasn't able to keep any nutrients down and by the end my mom had told me that the hospital like in Toronto basically told her after the seventh surgery that there was nothing basically that they could do for her and that she would eventually die from starvation and at that point my mom and dad they moved back to North Bay in their apartment and there was one day she had explained that her mom my grandmother she was coming to North Bay to come and see her with one of her other daughters like one of my mom's sisters and my mom was in bed and she was like she could feel herself floating away like she could feel herself going because she she was slowly dying and they had even brought in the priest and even given her last rites because that was it like and she at that time they were gonna try a last ditch attempt at bringing her to Sudbury to another physician to try to do a last surgery but what was happening is that they stopped in Sturgeon because they went to go see her family doctor, Dr. Degrosier at the time. And he looked at my mom's family and said, thank God you guys stopped here because she wouldn't have made the ride to Sudbury. That's how, that's how like frail and her life was at that point. And then after the doctor looked at her and she basically said, like gave her life to the doctor's hands and said, you know, do what you have to do. Like there's a 50, 50% chance of, of living. But right before that, like, I'm just going to rewind because I, I forgot one part. But while she was in, our, in her apartment in her bed, when her mother arrived, a little bit before her mother arrived, my mom had explained that she was, was starting to float away out of her body. So she said that she felt like her, she slipped out of her body and she was floating up. And she could see her body, like, laying in the bed. And she could hear my dad in the other room. She can see my grandmother and her sister, like, arriving, like, in a vehicle. Like, she could see all those things simultaneously. And she even describes, like, seeing heaven and seeing, like, images of, like, uh, Jesus. She said that she, he looked at her and he, and he basically said, like, it's not your time. You need to go back. So he was taking her up and she didn't want to go back because she was in so much pain and so much agony that she just did not want to live anymore. But he said, no, you need to, Louise, you need to go back into your body. And then after that happened, like my grandmother walked in the door and as soon as my grandmother walked in the door, she felt herself like go back into her body, lower herself back into the body. And then that's where they made the trek to Sturgeon and, and did the surgery and Luckily, like the surgery saved her life. Like she had a life-saving surgery in a small community where you never think possible. It's kind of crazy to think about it. I used to think my mom was full of shit basically and, and her story and everything until I kind of like started hearing others similar like near-death experiences. And it's just after Tanya's passing, I was having a hard time dealing with her death and dealing with her being gone and why. And I was really angry. And I got referred to by one of my therapists to read a book. And it was about a woman that went through like near-death experience. And she was like stage four cancer. And she was at the point where her, her herself, there was nothing they could do to the doctors. She had lived known cancer. 
And by the end, she was so like her body was full of cancer. And her too, she explains the 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 same kind of levitating out of her body, seeing the other side, seeing people, family members that have passed and talking. And then she was given a choice basically to stay in the afterlife or to come back in her body in pain and agony, but to live out her purpose. And she chose to go back to her body. And as soon as she made that decision, once she was put back in her body, her body started healing miraculously. Like even to this day, this woman, like the doctors that were working on her still cannot explain how her stage four lymph node cancer was cured without any kind of scientific back, like backing. So that's why for me, it's really hard not to believe those kind of things. You know, like I go from one extreme to another. Like I remember as a kid, I was an atheist and I didn't even get my kids baptized when, when they were, they were younger. And then after, as I grew older and my spirituality kind of like started kicking in and I started seeing things, feeling things, then it kind of changed my perception. And, and it's not everyone's perception. I mean, you're a firm probable believer and not of any of those things, but it doesn't mean I'm right or you're wrong or you're right or I'm wrong. It's just our belief system, right? Well, I mean, there's no way to ascertain. Like, you know, because really, yeah, there's just no way. Because once you're dead, like, that's it. You know, like, it's not like you can commune with the living. <sighs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I guess maybe some people do believe that. Uh, like, last Halloween, I actually went to see uh, Medium Jay Lane. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Yeah, I've seen her before. In person. And there was a lot of people in the room and, like, they were crying. And, like, it was kind of crazy to see because I had went in there and I was like, oh, my God, this girl's a scammer. Like, you know. But I don't know. It was so weird. Like she made, she would just like walk up to the people and like guess their stuff right away. And at first I was kind of like, okay, did she plant those people in the audience? But then like friends of friends knew those people and she didn't. And it was kind of crazy. And like, she's like a really ethereal looking woman. Like she's really pretty. And it's just like she just walks in there and just like walks around the room and it's like, okay, what's going on? But I don't know. It was a a pretty, I don't know, cool experience in a way. But maybe like maybe if someone close enough to me passes, I was saying um, before we went off about my Uncle Gary, when his ashes were scattered, I didn't feel them. Like I those like face like um, goosebumps and yeah. all that, yeah, weren't wasn't a thing. And I don't know if it's just being little. And then my mom, like she's more like you and spiritual and stuff. And my dad is more like light a candle for the spirit and and stuff like that. And I don't know. Sometimes I believe the spirit is just associated with memory, you know, because once we pass, we live on through the memory of you know people who we've affected. And, okay, maybe that could be life after death, but I, I don't believe in ghosts. But then, like, I have so many friends who do, and they've even had pictures, and it's like, this, it's creepy, because some of it's like, well, yeah, it's a shadow, but it's like, how hard are you trying to imagine, you know what I mean, to cast a shadow? Anything, everything casts a shadow, pretty much. 
And depending on how you're looking at it, I don't know, maybe I'm just super, super skeptic. But um, I hope there's no haunting. I hope there's no people like our spirits stuck in limbo. What are your experiences with death aside from Tanya? You mentioned that in other episodes. When I was younger, actually, I kind of dabbled into like Wicca, like, and then after like dark arts and things, like, just for the hell of it, for fun of it, and you know, Ouija board and things like that. And we used to like tell each other like scary stories and things to kind of freak ourselves out. And sometimes you'd have like, I remember going to one of my friends' place and we were watching a movie and we were having a sleepover. And then all of a sudden the microwave just went off and was turned on and it was going on by itself or things like that. Like I, I haven't physically like seen a ghost like firsthand, like some people have experienced. It's more or less like hearing a song that's just kind of weird. You know, you're thinking about something, you're thinking about a song and then all of a sudden it comes on or you're thinking about someone and then after they appear like coincidences, right? And it, it's just, it, it's weird. Like, and I'm honestly scared. I think I kind of like push that away and I try not to think about it too much or if I, like I, like at night, I'm kind of afraid of the dark. So I don't really like, I walk in the hallway with my eyes closed <laughs> if it's dark because I don't really want to bump into something like that. Um, Why? I, Why are you scared of the dark? I'm curious. I don't know. I think it's something that it's, I've always been since I was a kid. And it's just like this fear. Like, I, I, I guess this fear of the unknown. It's, it's the same kind of fear of like, if I'm in a lake and I can't see the bottom, it's like this fear of something like coming to grab my legs or drag me under. It. See, maybe that's why, like, they say ignorance is bliss because, like, I have no, like, desire to know things. That makes me sound really uneducated. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I take shit at face value. Like, my parents, I swear to God, like, they've fed me so much misinformation about, like, dogs that ran away. And I found out, like, you know, 15 years later during adult conversations and they're like yeah we just thought you'd like put two and two together and I'm like no I take everything at face value like I remember even being in relationships and boys would break up with me and they'd be like do you want to know why I'm like do I have to like I don't really care anymore and they'd just be like holy shit <laughs> like no, it's just, I don't know like I remember people be like well do you want to get buried like what you know do you want to get cremated like what's better for the spirit and then like in school whatever because I went to freaking catholic school and then i'd be like my answer would be like well i'll be too dead to care and then like the other kids would just look at me and be like what the fuck who's <laughs> like, that weirdo but honestly i fucking hope that there's no such thing as haunting because when i remember when my dad it was time to like he decided one day that it was finally time to spread Uncle Gary's ashes, like the urn was getting really old and whatnot. Okay. So he put it in the back of the vehicle and he was about to leave and then he put it back in park and he went to get something, whatever. Anyway, and I fucking shit you not, he came in the house. He was so, I've never seen my dad so lost. The lid popped off. Okay. And Uncle Gary spilt in the trunk. Oh my God. All his ashes. No. Yep. Yeah. holy fuck that's like and it's like fucking carpet right yeah oh, now and my dad's like holy fuck yeah so he had to fucking get the shop back 
and fucking shot back as much as Uncle Gary as he could. <laughs> back into the fucking a baggie. I can't laugh. Like I, it's, it's. I can't laugh because it's not funny. But just, it's, oh my god. Yeah, and you know, Uncle Gary was like a very loving person. So it's like maybe that's why. I don't know, man. But <laughs> ever since that, I don't know if it's like I don't want to fucking believe in shit because that's fucking horrible. <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? It's scary. Like, I remember when I was younger, I would think about death and it would scare the living shit out of me. I don't even know why, Bobby Joe. I don't know why it scared the living shit out of me. The thought of just oblivion, of nothing, like nothing at all, that scared the living shit out of me. And I think a lot of people want to believe into something. They want to believe something. There's more to life than just complete oblivion. And just recounts of things like you were talking earlier about going to see the medium Jaylene. Like I've also seen mediums and there's one specifically that I've seen. I've seen a lot. Like I can, I have like at least over six or seven that I've seen. And the one that really stood out for me, she was in Trout Creek. Like she doesn't advertise to be like a medium. Like it's all word of mouth. Like it's someone that told me about her because they had a good experience with her and so I decided to go check her out and I went with my mom the first time my mom had went in first and then after I went in second and when I went in she started talking about this man like this man that killed himself on the bridge like jumped off like and you know like things like that and then I'm like, oh, that's my Uncle Charlie. Like, that's my dad's brother. Like, because he had died when he was younger in Montreal. And she started talking about, like, crows and things like that. And that's another reason why I love crows. My dad, when he was younger, he nursed a crow back to health with his brother Charlie. And his brother Charlie was, like, a big animal lover. And they had mended his wing and took care of the the, the crow. And that's how they kind of, like, formed a bond and after death like I remember my dad when he's kind of spiritual as well and he was telling me when I was younger like if I seen a crow anywhere like it's a good omen it was my uncle Charlie that was watching over me so every time like I drive I know my husband looks at me and try and says fuck there's crows everywhere but every time I drive I always see a crow like in a specific place all the time and I know okay it's gonna be a good good day you know like it's a good omen but Anyway, that medium, she had brought up that in conversation and she had said that my Uncle Charlie was trying to go through the reading with my mom like, and she didn't, I guess, pick up on him, right? Like she didn't kind of pick up on his name or, or remember or whatever was in her session and other things that she was mentioning that knew, no one knew. Like I, I even went to another medium and she was a hairdresser and she like dealt – she um, – did cards but not Wait, like the medium was a hairdresser yeah like another medium i went to go and see not the one that i'm talking about but a separate medium and she was a hairdresser and she did this on the side and it was like word of mouth again how i got a hold of that and i brought tanya's mom because she had been going through a lot and when i went to the medium she kind of she didn't draw tarot cards like she drew regular cards i remember when i was younger i learned from a lady I babysat with Tanya how to do that, how to do readings with cards. 
I still sort of remember and I'd have to really like play on that again. But anyway, back to my story. The medium looked at me. The first thing she says is you lost a child. And I didn't even say anything. Like this is the first thing out of her mouth. And she's like, that's one of your guardian angels. And she said, the other one is of course, a Tanya, that's my other one. But she said, your, your unborn child is your, your, guardian angel and you had and it was a little boy and I had miscarried before my son and I was about four months pregnant when I miscarried and it's not something that I've ever really shared with people because it's still early in the pregnancy and back then doctors looked at me and said oh well 50% of every pregnancy ends in a in a miscarriage so they kind of just kind of push that pessimistic idealism in you and it's unfortunate but it just kind of made me burst into tears because I hadn't thought about that child in such a long time and for her to bring that up right away. And she even guessed, like she didn't guess, but she knew Joey was going to get the job where he's working now up in the, the Arctic. Like she, all of the things that she's mentioned in that reading have been happening. So it just kind of gives me Wait, shivers. is she a psychic? Yeah, she's psychic. Like what's the difference between a psychic and a medium? Okay, she's a psychic. So did she see you coming to her? No, she didn't mention that. But she's like a lot of things that she has mentioned has happened. Like there's still stuff that hasn't happened yet that she's mentioned. But there's a lot of things that she has said that has happened. So she was a psychic. And I've seen mediums. So see, I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in soul recycling. Yes, Soul rec- like, recycling, like me, reincarnation? Yes. Like past lives. Just because of yes. ev- how everything else recycles, you know, everything has a life and birth and a death. So, so I feel like <sighs> we recycle. It makes me wonder, like, every time I kill a spider, is it a serial killer from the 1800s? <laughs> like, <laughs> my like question- <laughs> I used to think about that shit. But my question to you, Bobby Joe, is if you don't believe in ghosts, how can you believe in reincarnation? Because ghosts, the term ghost, yes, like that haunt and that you can physically see. But the thing is, is like if you believe in medium psychics and those, those are gifted people that have the ability of sight. They have the ability to hear. I don't really believe in them. Because there are certain numbers that are com- are common. There are certain, like, you know what I mean? Like, everything to me feels so general, like a good poker player, you know? Like, you look at someone, oh, okay, that woman looks are, like she's in her 50s. So chances are someone in her life has died. Yeah, true. You know, versus but, looking at a younger, it- younger person or this person has had this and, and that chance, you know, when you go by, okay – that person has lived here her whole life or you know what I mean I don't know like I'm so skeptic like I have had my cards done my tarot cards where yeah. they've been accurate and it's scary because then it's like oh my god what like I had one girl did it who did it and we're just she's like I swear I have a sense so does my mom and everything she said came came um true like over the course of 10 years and yeah. I didn't think anything of it and it was freaky but as far as people like psychics, I, I really, I don't know. I don't, maybe, maybe mediums a little bit. Cause I, I remember like I went to see a hypnotist and like I screamed like fuck off, like in the audience and the other people were like, oh my God, what? Cause I couldn't believe it. Cause it just hit me like 
he's actually manipulating him. Like this whole time, I was like, oh, this is interesting. He planted people. Are the people just want to get hypnotized? Yeah. Because you have to be a little bit willing to believe. Yeah. And it wasn't until like this young girl spread her. He's like, do something. Show us something that makes you proud or whatever. And this young girl split her legs and wafted her pussy to the audience. Oh, my God. And I fucking died because I was like, there's no way in hell she'd like, you know oh, what I mean? She there's do that. no fucking way in hell a 20-year-old something would do that being recorded. But like, there's no, like, you know what I mean? So they could see and legal reasons and blah, blah, blah. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, right then and there, I was like, holy shit. So it makes me wonder, you know, it, is hypnotism involved? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, there's different theories on everything, like afterlife, ghosts, everything. And it just kind of depends on where you fall. I think in general, like all of the different beliefs, all the different religions all have like the same kind of belief that there's something greater than us. And there's different, I guess, depictions based on which religion or what belief yeah. you, you fall under in the umbrella, right? But then again, whatever we see and we're exposed to, it's what we tend to believe, right? Yeah. Like, I see a lot of recycling, like the trees, you know, um, they get cut down, they rot, our bodies rot, it feeds this, it feeds that, that lives, dies, feeds this, feeds that. We all need to live and die. No, everything needs to live and die to sustain and give everything else a chance, you know, within reason. Yeah. Or maybe it's just me being hippy-dippy and trying to justify the fact that I fucking hate spiders and will smish them. (laughs) Oh, he was a fucking serial killer, rapist, he burnt witches, fucking smash. Like, just to justify it. I don't know. Yeah, there's those kind of theories that there's heaven and hell and there's different levels. And that's something, too, that the medium... Do you believe in that? Yeah. Like Nirvana and... You do? Yes, I believe like there's different levels. I believe that w- how we live in our life like right now and what's real, what's tangible, what you can see is like a mirror reflection of how it is in the afterlife and how you've lived your life and how what actions you've taken and how you've treated other people and treated yourself will place you in different levels on the other side in the afterlife. And So what do you think your past life did based on your life now? Like, do you have any hints? I I think my past life. I, I think my past life. I had a lot more struggles, maybe than I would have had. Like, I've had a few struggles, like up to this point in my life right now. But I think I've went through a lot more struggles maybe before because I find like right now specifically in my life unfolding. Like, I know you say you don't believe in eleven eleven and things like that, but those kind of symbols and and coincidences means that you're on the right path. You're doing exactly what you need to be doing at this exact moment in this exact time. And for me to kind of overcome a lot of obstacles that I've went through and to get out of those obstacles on the positive note and doing something with my life and feeling purpose and feeling like I'm doing what I was meant to do and why I was born here to be like, I think that's where past lives are like a roadmap to get you to that point of, of, of reaching your purpose of like reaching your soul's purpose and doing what you're intended to do. You're a human. I think, yeah, I think I was human. I think I would be very interested in getting like a past life reading. There's actually people who do these. I've never been to one before, but this is something I'd love to do. Oh my God. You know what? I would even go to because I have three theories about my past life. Okay. Let's hear it. Either, you know, because I have no fucking luck 
And like you see people where there will be repeat lottery winners and they will do luck. So I think either they did something great in a past life, mm-hmm. you know, or my past life lived a life of luxury and frivolousness and then I had to suffer. Yeah, that's a good Or one. my past life was despicable. Like, and this is the one I think the most. I think I was a bad person and mm-hmm. be- just because of how I've always been in search of like humility mm-hmm. and I never gave a shit about money ever. Like not in the sense that I'm irresponsible. It's just I don't put value in it. Okay. I, I, I'm eccentric. So I think there was something wrong. Or I think I was an animal. Huh. I think that'd be my number two. Like a sloth or something. Like That's a your- fucking beached <laughs> whale or a turtle or something. <laughs> I actually found like a theory um, that Wiccans believe. Um, they believe like afterlife is most commonly described as Summerland, uh, where their souls rest, recuperate from the life that they had, and they reflect on the experiences they had during their lives. And after a period of rest, the souls are reincarnated and their memories are erased. Summerland is a place to reflect on their life actions, not a place of reward. So I like how you were- That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's a really like neat way to see your life like you're reflecting on it it's like basically i've watched shows where like you open a door you're in heaven you're opening a door and you get to choose what life path you want to take like if you want a hard life if you want easy life if you want to learn such and such experience like that's a pretty neat way to look at it what i always wonder too is like what constitutes a soul is it just consciousness you know because it's like i always wondered this when i was a kid like am i eating broccoli am i killing something am i killing a plant am i you know what i mean that's really weird that you, you bring that kind of thought into it. Like I never really considered that when I was eating like a piece of broccoli or thinking about those things because you have. Well, I went, I went to a religious school and like my father, he celebrated all the religion to try and find the one for him because there's something like my dad's dad was like they're from Hungarian refugees. Okay. And they didn't really like talking about their traumas and they're super against religion after that point. So my dad wasn't allowed to have any religion or culture in the home. Mm-hmm. Or experienced that growing up. So when he became an adult, he tried them all. And he was like, honestly, what I discovered was that it's just another day. And it depends on like the personal meaning that you have for it. And I just don't have any and that's okay. Yeah. So, you know, and I, at the time, I had to go to a Catholic school because that's all there was. I was in a really small community with maybe like 100 people. Yeah. And like... My teachers would tell me things like your parents aren't the only ones are married, you're a bastard and this and this and like, you know, all those religious fucking bitch nun bullshit of like, I'm this and you're going to go to hell and all that stuff. And I remember I had a two year phase where I thought Jesus was going to kill me (laughs) because I just really fucking didn't understand how it worked like at all. And it stressed me right out. So then I was like, oh, my God, like what is sin? What is it? And then you start learning that like there's other religions, not just Catholic. And then like all these rules and all these, how people mis- like interpret things. And then it's like, oh my God, like, am I going to go to hell for killing a broccoli? Like I'm already a bastard. You know what I mean? And like, you're a little kid and it's like so much for your brain. <laughs> like, fuck, you know? And then like mean things like you're, you're what crippled your mother and da da da. And like trying to find meaning. So ever since there, then it's like, well, you can constitute meaning, right? Like someone could win the lottery and then his wife 
leaves them or something. And then it's like, well, you got good financial fortune. You can't have everything in life or, you know, stuff like that. So I guess I tend to want to believe in like reincarnation just because how like the cycle is, you know, with like stars and everything, like how there has to be something and then how, yeah, there has everything dies. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're, you're right about that. Like the cycles and everything. And I, I really believe in that too. Like being, whether you're reincarnating in an animal and a plant or whatever, like everything is kind of interlinked and interconnected. Like people are more connected than they may realize or, or want to believe. And just having kind of meaning like for me not believing into anything because of being hurt by another person and kind of thinking like why would something that's has a greater purpose god whatever you want to call it want to put you through that obstacle or that you know really shitty experience or or kill someone that's innocent or take someone's life in vain you know you know those kind of things kind of really fuck with your mind and kind of think you can get into this really dark place and not really believe in anything and i think it just like sucks the life out of you and i think when i started changing my demeanor and changing the way that i I thought and I started thinking more positive thing, better good things started happening. Whereas before when I used to like constantly be negative and think and be a pessimist and always look at everything kind of like half, like glass half full mentality, things were not happening for me. And when I started believing into some, you know, believing in something that's bigger than me and being that there is more to life than what's in front of me that's tangible, and it just things started happening and these kind of things co- like co- coincidentally started seeing like numbers like all the time like i'm talking daily like i, I like i could be just doing work or doing something and then i look at a clock and fuck i seen 111 or like you know what it, it, and it was to a point do there. you think though that you could have been do you think though that you could have been haunted maybe like it, what if sammy fucking conjured something for no, all the I, shit that you did <laughs> I don't think it was, I don't think it was something bad to be honest because when I started seeing those signs Bobby Joe is when I started getting back into my artwork as soon as I started getting into that it's like life just like smacked me and said like just constantly constantly showing like it it, it came to a point there where I would see those numbers maybe a few times, you know, a week. And it's not just 111. I'd see like 222, 333, like very like numbers that are like all the same, right? Systematic kind of. And and then after all of a sudden, I would see like fucking three, four, five times a day to a point where I was freaking my coworker out, like really freaking her out. And it's just weird because I kept researching like what this meant if other people had this kind of same experience and they all say the similar things that you're on the right path you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and it's just like I felt like the universe was saying like fuck Tracy's finally seeing the fucking goddamn message like I'm really hard-headed and hard to get you would have fucking punched me out if we if I was your coworker. oh yeah oh yeah because like I'm one of those people I love to fuck with you like I would have left fucking like three Skittles on your desk or like, you know what I mean? Like I would have went out of my way to fuck with you, you know, like people would be like, what does this give you? And I just be like, mean that you're going to have gas, like too much cheese. Be like, fuck you, BJ. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is my first life or maybe I was a lower life form. Maybe I was mold or maybe, maybe that's just my mold. depression. I'm trying to give it deeper meaning. Yeah, mm. no, it's a good way to look at it. Deeper meaning mold. But there has to be something like I'm 
like I said, I don't, I've never experienced seeing a ghost firsthand, like visually, but I've seen a lot of symbols and just coincidences that happen. Like I'm thinking back to an experience, okay, uh, about my grandmother. She had passed away like when I was about five or six. Like I've only met one of my grandparents out of the four. And she was a lovely woman. Like I remember her mashed potatoes out of anything that I remember from her was her mashed potatoes and she made the best goddamn potato. But anyway, and I was, that was about like 24, 25. The kids were all still young. Like my youngest was, my oldest was like three or four. And then Gabrielle and Camille were like two and then one. And I used to like mow the lawn around the farm. And I'd have like the John Deere with the, with the kind of like bucket in the back where they can sit in. And I'd have them in the bucket in the back while I was mowing the lawn. Cause you have to multitask in order to get anything done with kids. But I remember summertime and there was, I'm not kidding you there, Bobby Joe. There was like over a thousand dragonflies that were hovering around us. And it came to a point where I had to stop the lawnmower. And the kids were like, they weren't afraid. They were just amazed. And they were just, you know, running around and laughing. And we were having a good time. And it, out of all of years I've lived on the farm, that's never happened where I've had that many dragonflies in one account at one time hovering around us. A lot of mosquitoes. Us. But it was a swarm. Like, we've had dragonflies here, but I'm talking about, like, nearly a thousand. Like, you could barely see. When you're moving your hand, you're, all you're touching is dragonflies. It's, it's, that's how much there was. It was, like, a swarm. The ghosts in North Bay, the spirits in North Bay, like, Ontario must be really rowdy because of those fucking shit flies <laughs> that, like, swarm the streets. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But you know what? Fucking, you're like running into businesses and then you're just full of bug shit. Like, uh. But the freakiest thing, Bobby Joe, is that's even before I went to go see a medium that this happened. And when I went to go see the one in North Bay that I was talking about, the one that I really like, she had said that, that she had brought up that exact moment of when I was in the front lawn with my kids with a swarm of fucking dragonflies. And she said that was my grandmother. Like, that was her symbol. So I had shivers. And you're 100% my- sure. That she didn't live anywhere that was also having those dragonflies. She brought up that specific moment. Like, how would she even know that? It, it, maybe it, she's a witch. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Do you believe in that? <laughs> I see a lot of people identifying as witches. I, and I'm I, like, hell, I, I could know, even man. be a witch. I'm doing my, I, I went and checked out my family crest because I'm doing a project right now on like a family crest, like an actual sketch. And my family crest is like cauldrons like there's three cauldrons i'm like i must have been a fucking witch like (laughs) can you voodoo me some fucking lottery winning lottery numbers please like i don't know how it works but like i have no skill no skill whatsoever in that in that department (sighs) i would have done it for myself maybe your math magic is voodoo enough maybe it'll (laughs) help me what's probability what is that i don't even fucking remember (laughs) but yeah it's it i don't know when i say these stories like to my husband or someone that's like you that's like pessimistic my husband looks at me and rolls his <laughs> eyes and it's like oh come on tracy like you're just reading too much into it but i don't know i just feel like i have and a your, hus- wait, your husband doesn't take opportunity to like to like fuck with you no like he, no. He, how do you know he doesn't no he did no he's not he likes to joke around and stuff but not really about that kind of stuff because he knows i'm pretty like hardcore into like hardcore yeah like uh, spiritually like believing in that he's not he doesn't joke around about that stuff because he knows how much it means to me but he he still has he still voices his opinion it doesn't mean it's an opinion that <laughs> that we share but he still respects i feel like well he's nicer than i am because i yeah. remember as a kid like 
I used to fuck with people a lot. Like, I remember my mom told me about the spirituality with birds and then also the movie birds, where, like, the <laughs> horror movie where they, like, poke your eyes out. Yeah. So, and I remember, like, my mom, like, she'd like to, you know, go grocery shopping with my dad, but it would take a long time because she's disabled. So I'd wait in the car instead after school because, you know, grocery shopping when you're that young is boring. No shit. So I'd get, like, a bag of chips or something, you know, whatever. There was no entertainment cell phones whatever back then so for entertainment people who were parked like assholes i would like go put chips on their vehicles and then like (laughs) the birds would just like swarm like everywhere and people would be like what the fuck and like just running (laughs) i would just be like yeah and i'd be in the car doing that for like a fucking hour and then my parents come out and be like holy shit a lot of birds oh you ate the whole bag of chips you're not gonna be hungry for dinner you're such an asshole (laughs) it was fucking great time like some people would back up and like their fucking window shield would be buttered and shit and it'd be like shouldn't have parked in a disability spot asshole you didn't have a permit (laughs) fucking the ghost of bj karma (laughs) i think we would have gotten along when we were kids i think because my I had fun scaring the living shit out of people. Like, the thrill of just hiding and fucking popping out of nowhere and just seeing them, like, dying, like, of of fear. Like, it was just, it just brought so much joy to me. We would have had a ball. My dad was like that. I remember um, one Halloween, he dressed up as a vampire. And he had this big black um, tool chest. Okay. It was plastic that went in the back of the truck. Okay. And it sort of, he made it look like a coffin. <laughs> he fucking froze his ass off. He sat in there for six hours but just to pop up and scare kids when they'd ring the doorbell. No. And he was like, I made so many kids cry. <laughs> <laughs> just like, that's so mean. And now I'm the adult where it's like, I can't wait to get to the point to scare children to make them cry on Halloween. Like... <laughs> It's gonna have to come to a point. I'll where it's buy the be good like candy. The- like I'm not a total demon. <laughs> You're gonna have to figure out how to scare kids virtually, almost. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, we're still. I guess there's like locally, they're still doing Halloween. I'm not. I'm not too sure what I'm gonna be doing. To be honest, like the wind um, blew down all my decorations. I ate half my candy. Like, let's be honest. Like, I'm like, I don't want to be last minute. It's been like three weeks, and I swear to God, I've spent like two hundred dollars on a kitty. What? Yeah, no, that's fucking bad. I, I, I haven't bought a morsel of candy yet. I think the kids. I don't know if they're gonna want it. The kids want to go trick or treating. I may go and bring them here and there, like in town, and be with them and and do that. But it's gonna be a full moon on Halloween. I think I'm gonna pop in like some horror movies. My son wants to watch some scary movies, which is exciting because I don't really get to watch scary movies because Joey's not into you them. You like them? Oh, I love scary movies. I can't. I can't. I Am Legend isn't even a horror movie, and that gave me nightmares for three weeks. What? For you being such a like a I, pessimist I and, and, and like a non-believer, I would. I'm surprised. To I know. Be I watched Halloween. I mean, too, I watched Halloween and I'm like, it's mind over matter. And like the gore, I vomited all over my friend. And she's like, because she's like, you're faking. And it was like, Bleh! like, and I was in high school. And I'm like, I can't freaking do it. And then I tried to watch The Grudge. I made it through halfway. And my dad's like, seriously, because I made him hold my hand through the whole thing just to say I could wa- understand, like, wa- see enough to like, for it to count. Because people were like, oh my God, seriously, Bobby Jones. Can't, can't freaking do it. And I think it's the, the jump startling that yeah. gets me. 
Yeah, like, like the I I I'm so easily jump started jump startled by stupid things like even people who are not trying to scare me like the other day my husband's like i need to use the washroom whatever because we only have one and it was dark because we both got up in the middle of the night to go and he was just standing in front of the door and i opened it i'm like ah and i screamed and i fucking throat punched him why like what the hell are you like a fucking karate goose like what the fuck is that you just like pinch your fucking fingers and lunge for the jugular like what is wrong with you and i'm like you're scared me i'm half asleep the melissa mccarthy move again punch in the jugular what which one is that i gotta see uh, identity oh. theft i think she's that's the one where she keeps oh. punching him in the throat the universe is so big there's no way that we're the only ones living on this planet and it's just fucking weird because it's like the the, the unknown that fucking scares me do you find it predictable though horror movies is that why it's scary it's not art it's not scary for you to me it's like i don't know when they'll jump out but then some people like there are scary so- video games actually that i played until dawn and it took a scary turn, and I freaking screamed, and I haven't played it in five years. I never finished it. I don't know how it ends. But those movies don't really freak me out because I can anticipate when they're going to fucking, like, jump out or scare. Or, you know, that's easy for me to figure out. How? How? Oh, the music. I never you see it to coming. The, the only thing I know is the slut dies first. The slut dies That's first. all I know. <laughs> it's just predictable, I find. Like, the, the, the movies are so predictable in those kind of... In those kind of horror movies. I don't know. I, I'd much rather be doing the scary makeup than the scaring, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> I remember we went to a haunted house at Canada's Wonderland. Because I fucking... I love those. That I'm okay with being scared in person. And they have some for people who don't like to be scared. And I remember I'm, like, holding Frank's hand. And he let go for a bit. And I didn't see him, like, go behind me. And then, like, one of the guys right near me, his hand almost touching mine. And I'm just talking away. And I thought it was Frank. And I'm like, Ugh! And then it was someone else, and he's like, I slow down to go behind Frank's pace, and then, like, I'm looking around at the decoration, and he scoops back in, and I turn, and he's like, it's still me, and I swear to God, I peed a little bit. Oh, my God, Bobby Joe. <laughs> like, we're watching... I was like, oh, my God. When you come in next week, we are watching a scary movie. Oh, God. Don't worry, I'll hold your hand. <laughs> my style is more nightmare before christmas and hocus pocus i like like those are the classic like vintage spooky kind of things i like and i really love nightmare before christmas because one tim burton is my fave two i'm very cheap i've mentioned this in numerous episodes so (laughs) i'm decorating if i'm buying nightmare before christmas it counts as christmas decor so i don't have to take that down till january yeah, I'm liking right? that vibe. The, the the whole like Tim Burton vibe. I l- really like the craft. Like I was obsessed with that movie when I was a teenager. It's something that I watched a lot. And they're actually doing a remake, so I don't know if it's going to be out for Halloween. I just love Halloween. It's so great. It's my favorite. Like, you know, okay, some cultures and stuff, it's spiritual and whatnot. But me, it's just like, fuck, I love the the ghosts, the goblins, the aesthetic. I love that it's super commercialized because I'm on, I mean, yes, we all know I'm cheap. Yes, we all know I'm a skeptic, but I I like that, you know, it doesn't pretend to be anything. It's like, hey, you're going to get a whole bunch of kids. Some of them are going to be dicks and it's going to cost you a lot of money and candy and decoration. How about, how is yours going to be spent, Bob Joe? I don't know. Hopefully I'm going to be giving, giving out candy. That's normally what I love. This year I plan to dress up as a 
big red Teletubby. I already have the costume. It's so creepishly cute. And uh, give out candy from two meters away. Just sort of like little little toss in the bag because they didn't cancel Halloween in my community. Hopefully we still get our trick-or-treaters. I love giving out candy. I love it so much. We get a lot of children. My goal is to be that crazy over-the-top house. A lot of kids are doing um, trick-or-seek, which is like hiding spooky goodies. It's um, in the community. There's a bunch of parents that got together and it's sort of like an Easter hunt. Oh, okay. With spooky candy. It's like they decorate the yard spooky and they're dressing up with their kids. And then like they go find treats in their backyards and dodge a bunch of tricks because of COVID. And I was like, you know what? That's a cool. That's really thing. Like, I think if I had a child, a little kid, like that would be super fun. I love that idea. That's like mm-hmm. kind of like doing like, well, not really in the same line, but like geocaching, like going to try to find something like that would be neat to kind of, and you're not really close to anyone, like you said, so it's COVID friendly. So I love that idea. But pretty much it'll just be me and my dogs sitting around in a costume, I think. That's okay. I have to dress up the dogs. I love, <laughs> yeah. love dressing up the dogs. Well, I hope that you have a great Halloween, Bobby Joe, and I hope to our listeners you all enjoy your special Halloween excitement and activities in a COVID-friendly way. And let's hope we hear your opinions and takes on ghosts. Do you believe them? Do you have any experiences? Let us know. Pop on over on our website and leave a comment uh, on if you believe and if you've had any experiences, we'd love to hear from you. As Cher would say, is there life after love? <laughs> Good <Happy> one. Halloween. <laughs> well, that was refined and real. Many thanks to you, our listeners, for staying with us until the very end. For more about us and what we do, check us out on our Facebook page, Refined Reality, the podcast. And a huge shout out to Architect for building our music. Like what you hear? Check out his info in our description. Until next time, get some R&R. Stay curious. This is Bobby Joe signing off. <laughs>